0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, with number 14 Boise State in town tomorrow, how did the Cougars pull off the upset? The voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, discusses
1: the Boise State quarterback situation and eyes on a New Year's Six prize.
0: And how much of a difference is there between Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney? BYU Sports Nation
2: starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Cast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Blaine Fowler. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day
0: play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It's great to have you with us. Friday, October 18th, the day before the homecoming game. It's homecoming weekend. I am Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is returning from watching the Chiefs and Broncos in Denver with Jason Shepard last night. Right. Some teamed up with a guy that has a better jump shot than Luke Worthington, Blaine Fowler. So I'm glad you. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I at least think I could get the ball on the front of the backboard. Yeah. And, and, on the front goal. side of the backboard, if, right. if I should show. And what we're talking about, Mark Pope on Twitter last night uh, posted, and, and he, <laughs> he says, Hey, watching film from practice today at Worthington 41, is one of the finest young men I know in all of sports. But his floater got away from him
0: on this one. It went on the back side of the backboard. If you're you're listening on the the radio, it went
1: on top of the backboard, and it was a baseline jumper from five feet away. And so (laughs) do you know what I love about Mark Pope? I love that that the kind of relationship he has with the guys – that he can bust their chops just like they can bust each other's yes. chops. Luke's and
0: not getting paid to make jump shots no, anymore. No, no. He's getting paid to scout, to help assess, to be a right. GA, right? Right, It's so, so funny. But I, I'm glad you say that. I am paid scholarship.
1: I'm, I'm pretty positive that I could at least get it on the yes. front side of the backboard. At least. I'm not saying I'm going to make it, but I'm going to get it
0: right. on, on the, fr- <laughs> the front, the, front side of the, of the backboard. Through the hoop is the next goal. Here's what's on the show rundown today. Loaded show as we get ready for BYU and number 14, Boise State. Bob Beeler, Boise State play-by-play. We've had him on a bunch over the years since these two play a lot. He'll discuss the Broncos. Who's starting at quarterback for Boise State? Is it Hank Bachmeyer? We'll break it down. Carlos Swenson-Haslam, the new home sideline reporter, will join us. Talk football. Talk Football as well. Women's soccer in action tonight. James Empey, one-on-one. My conversation with James. Why linemen don't wear sleeves in the cold. What is it about that? Do they even talk about it or is it just unspoken and are going for two picks? Will Jason Shepard finally pick and will I maintain a lead? And will Blaine Fowler, uh, you know, catch up to Spencer the, who has three points? Does boys? Shep just refuse to pick? He refuses to pick, yeah. Oh, I'm picking. You're picking. I'm going to pick. I love it. Yep. At least someone's picking on this set. But first, today's headlines. Cougars tangle with rival and number 14 Boise State tomorrow in Provo. Here's quarterback coach Aaron Roderick on the quarterback situation. It's a big... We'll get to to Aaron later in the show. Uh, Countdown to kickoff gets things started at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV. The latest as of Wednesday, no update. Jaron Hall has not passed concussion protocol. Has been participating in practice. We'll see if he's able to play. If not, Baylor Romney's the guy. Right.
1: That, that'll, that'll be a big deal, and we'll, and we'll see what that quarterback situation holds. I think obviously they want to have the dynamic athleticism of of Hall if they can, but in today's day and age, you watch concussion, and if not only can you pass the protocol, the electronic thing that you do, but you also don't have any symptoms. You're not going to play, so we'll see. We'll see on that one. Headline two, Daniel Sorensen had two tackles as the Chiefs beat the Broncos 30-6 to last night after the game. Sorensen told Spencer the defense had to step it up after the Patrick Mahomes injury. The thing was ugly.
2: It's a big, um, you know, kind of momentum um, game for our defense. You know, we were able to go out there and hold them to six points. Um, you know, especially with Pat going down, it was kind of on our shoulders to step up. Gotta step
1: it up when your when your main guy goes down. Hey BYU, step it up when your main guy goes down. So head coach Andy Reid recorded his 200th win in that victory. Pretty cool Uh, uh, and. His very first win, or that doesn't count in his record. But he was a graduate assistant coaching me,
3: yeah, as a quarterback exactly. at BYU, working
1: work with Mike Holmgren. That was his first win, but that's not on the record. That yeah. was as a GA. Two hundred awesome. victories as a head coach, amazing! Cool. Congratulations to our, our boy Andy Reid.
0: Very cool. Yoli Childs is one of twenty power forwards named to the Carmelone Award watch list. Childs averaged twenty-one points and nearly ten rebounds a game in his junior season. The Cougars open the season with Midnight Madness next Wednesday. p.m. local time in the Marriott Center. That'll be fun. You going to be at that? We'll see. Okay. Depends how late I want to stay up on a Wednesday
1: (laughs) night. It's late. I know you got kids. I know that's hard. (laughs) Uh, number nine BYU women's volleyball. Number nine, top ten. Did you hear that? They host San Diego tonight. The winner of tonight's match will be in sole possession of the WCC lead. Both teams are seven and zero in WCC play right now. So that match tonight, nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific, and that's on BYU
0: TV. Yeah, big one tonight between those two in the Smithfield House. Rise and shout!
2: It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU
0: Sports Nation. The second half of the season begins tomorrow night with number 14 Boise State, one of BYU's stated rivals who narrowly defeated the Cougars last season, 21-16. So, Blaine, how did the banged-up Cougars beat a better Bronco team this season? So, to me, it starts with BYU being way, and I say way, like all capitals,
1: way more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball and the offensive side of the ball. You've got to disrupt uh, Boise State. They're very skilled offensively, they're unbelievably well coached. So, and Kalani stated earlier this week that he was going to be way more hands on. With the defense. And I just have to believe his mentality as a defensive coordinator and as a defense coach has always been blitz, be aggressive. So I, I'm expecting with Kalani being more of a presence on that defensive staff this week that they are going to be more aggressive. And I know Bachmeyer, I expect him to play. I expect him to play one out with a hit pointer. If if he plays, he's still a freshman. And you need to confuse him, and you need to have him be uncomfortable. You need to put him in situations where he's looking at things he hasn't seen. So BYU's got to be aggressive. And then the other thing they got to do, two things on offense, take care of the football and finish drives. They've got to be better in the red zone this week. If they finish drives with touchdowns and they play aggressively on defense, I think they've got a chance to have a big
0: upset. Uh, out in the cold and wet tomorrow night. This could be interesting because this is a Boise State team that trailed by 18 to Florida State. Florida State's three and two. It's not the same Florida State team. It's a Boise State team that beat Marshall 14 to seven. Okay, so they've shown some vulnerability. Yes, they're six and zero. Oh. Yes, they're 14th. I don't think they're a world beater though. And I went back to 2013 and 15 just to see if any any trends against this opponent correlate. And I found a couple. One, BYU hasn't defeated a 10 win Boise State team. I think this will be a 10-win Boise State team plus. So that's tough. Perhaps BYU can change momentum there. And then our stat of the day tells a couple more.
2: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day.
0: These are general trends that work, but against Boise State did as well. BYU outgained Boise State in yards and won the turnover margin in its two wins against Boise State. Two and seven all-time. Outgained in yards in 2013 and 15 by 69 and 20. Turnovers, 2013 plus four. That should win you again. Yeah, oh yeah you're going to win with plus four. 2015 plus one. Granted, BYU has been plus two and plus one in the last two weeks and lost. And then have playmakers that make plays. 2013, Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, Mitch Matthews, Cody Hoffman. Incredible in that game. BYU won by 17. In 2015, peak Tanner Mangum. Right. In, in game two, but this is the, the height of his powers back to back Hail Marys. Mitchell Juergens makes I the play. I love that back to back Hail Marys. <laughs> like crazy, it's unbelievable. Right? Like lucky, skill. We could debate it another day, but I, I think if BYU is somehow able defensively to be aggressive, like you said and suppress Boise State to a degree. Win the turnover margin. Baylor Romney makes simple plays. You always got a shot. Got a shot. Yeah, I agree with you. And that, and that goes back. Be aggressive
1: on defense. Results in winning turnover margin. Finish drives. You win this thing. Give yourself a chance So again. you're telling the... me there's a chance. Always. Okay, let's go to topic two. <laughs> Jaron Hall knocked out of last week's game with concussion-like symptoms. He's practiced this week, uh, but hasn't officially been cleared for Saturday yet. Uh, you know They have to have Baylor Romney and maybe even Joe Critzlow ready to go just in case. So how much difference is there
0: between Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney? I think there should be a difference between your one and two and your two and your three. One and two, not as big a drop-off, perhaps the last couple of years for BYU. Zach Wilson to Jaron Hall. But Baylor Romney is certainly third string for a reason. He's a walk-on, talented guy that signed with Nevada out of high school in El Paso, Texas. Uh, Aaron Roderick uh, has called him one of the best athletes on the team, showed his legs a little bit in an eight-yard run in the uh, second-to-last drive or the last drive against USF. Very comfortable in the pocket. When Baylor Romney took over the last two drives, Blaine, BI had given up five sacks and 12 tackles for loss. He could have been easily rattled. He was very calm and composed, made some really tough throws to uh, nepotistically to his brother Gunner and then to go, Matt Bush. Go with who you're comfortable hey, with, right? Exactly. He's been thrown to him his whole life, right? I, I think uh, Romney doesn't play center field on the baseball team. That's a difference. But I, I was really comfortable and surprised in a good way at how good Baylor Romney was in those two drives uh, against USF. We'll see what he does against Boise State. But I'm confident that Baylor Romney can come in and at least get BYU to 20-ish points in this game. Yeah, I, here's, here's my feeling on Baylor Romney. What I
1: watch when a quarterback comes in for the first time, I watch his feet. You can tell how he's feeling back there if his feet are calm and he just seems to be comfortable in the pocket. He did that. The second thing you look is, can he make the throws that he needs to make? He's got plenty of arm strength. I watched him during fall practice. He can make all the throws on the field. So the thing I was most impressed about was how poised he was. Very calm feet. When he makes a throw, you watch and see, is he striding out to the receiver? or his hips square to the target? Those are things that quarterbacks that are flustered don't do. He did all of those things. So I'm, I'm okay with Baylor Romney. I think he could come in and manage the game. The one thing that he doesn't have, as good an athlete as he is, Hall is a crazy, freakish athlete. So Hall is a guy that if he takes off and you don't contain him on third and five, he's he could go 80 yards for a touchdown. So, so he's a threat to go to the house every time he tucks that football under his arm and runs with it. As good an athlete as Baylor Romney is, and I think he can get you yards. I think he can scramble. I think he's comfortable in the pocket. That element of, uh uh-oh, we better put a spy on this guy because if he gets away, he could go 80 for a touchdown isn't there. And you know what? Hall got number 2 reps. When you get ready to go into a season— You got to get, first of all, your first guy didn't play all spring ball. So Zach Wilson didn't play spring. So they had to get him extra reps in the fall. And then you got to get your backup ready to play. And so what happens to Baylor Romney and what happens to Joe Critchlow? They get leftover reps. They try to work themselves as much as they can when they're overrunning prep and other things. So you got to do a bunch of stuff on your own and be ready to go. We'd much rather have Hall in the football game. But if it can't be Hall, I'm with you. I think Baylor Romney is, is good enough and
0: poised enough that he can get the job done and perhaps we will see Baylor Romney the starter. I would say as of right now probably Baylor uh, going into the game tomorrow. Topic 3. Everybody wants to win, but when you're 2 and 4 playing a third string quarterback potentially against a top 15 team that you're 2 and 7 all time against, it it would be a major upset if BYU wins tomorrow. It would. So Blaine, let's discuss an uncomfortable subject for winners. Are there things ugh, moral victories that moral. Could are we going to use that are we going there could be that could be had in tomorrow's game as BYU tries to continue to get better and make a bowl game If you put this in perspective
1: and I don't want to use the word moral let's victories let's do something else what other work yeah can we can we pick some positive things out even if they lose progressive identifiers yeah. it be, because I do think BYU can make progress and not win in this one and and here's the thing what's the goal now at this point. The goal now is to get bowl eligible. That's to, it. To do that, yeah. you've got three teams where you should physically outman them. So you expect them to be, right? I we State, did the last two weeks. Right. right. When, you, when you outman. And then you have three teams where, man, they're physically as good as you, especially with the, with the guys you've lost to injury. You have to win one of those games. You have to beat Boise State, Utah State, or at the end of the season, San Diego State. I would say right five now, five and one. By the right. way, San Diego State is right. five and one. But I would say right now, Boise State is the biggest challenge based yes. on history, yes. based on what they're ranked right now, based how well coached they are. No argument know. from anybody. Right. I think, so right? I think Boise State's the best of those three teams, and that's not and that's not saying anything. Utah State's really good, and and Rocky Long I have tremendous respect for, and San Diego State is good as well, five and one. But Boise State's the best of those three teams. Can we agree on that? Oh, for so sure. so this is the least likely win of those three. So if ultimately you've got to get one win out of those three and then win the other three, and maybe you get two out of that. I think I could be okay if they play extremely well. I see progress defensively. I see them play aggressive, and they play well. And, they, and offensively they move the ball. And Say it is Baylor-Romney, and, and you know you get Hall coming back the next week and then Zach coming back later on. I, might, I think I can wrap my head around that. I think I could be okay with great progress and not beating a team as good as Boise State is right now, knowing what's left on the schedule.
0: It's hard to say that, but it's true, right? Um, I, I hate this subject, but let's be honest. In this situation, we need to see BYU improve. the, The water temperature for this coaching staff is getting very warm, right? They need to bring it. They need to show improvement. They need to show change, and that change needs to result in positive things. Stopping the run more, scoring more points. That's the theme of the week. Stop the run, score more points. More exotic defense to perhaps stop the run to create more turnovers. More explosive on offense is another thing I'd like to see. If BYU is simple but effective, that's fine. But if BYU can get something down the field, That'd be great because BYU's not playing four-star corners and safeties in, in the rest of the season. You'll have a couple sprinkled in there here and there. But with Boise State and San Diego State and Utah State, this is three-star level kind of thing, which is where BYU lives. BYU right. can hang with this. So let's see what BYU can do if they don't win. If they win, great. It doesn't matter what happens. Right. right. If they
1: win, it's an upset. I mean you stated it. it's, a, it's a big time upset yes. and that's fantastic like, maybe not akin to USC but hey by ranking it may, would be and maybe
0: more needed right? More, more needed than the USC needed. wins
1: so, and four. so let's go so yeah, yeah.
0: A- a- absolutely today's question of the day is presented by BOE Food to Go the MVP of your next event besides a victory what improvements do you want to see out of BYU football tomorrow versus Boise State let's go to the voice of the nation this is The Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. That's Sean underscore L's on Twitter. Weigh in on Facebook and Instagram as well. Score touchdowns when they get to the red zone. Do this and they shall win. BYU's fifth worst in the country, 39% touchdowns. We We talked about that. I'm with them. I agree with them. So, hey, coming up,
1: our newest BYU football sideline reporter is also an expert with BYU soccer.
0: She'll join us next. And who's the starting quarterback for Boise State? They're battling their own injury issues. The voice of the Broncos, Bob Beeler, joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation.
2: This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Saturday, get ready for BYU and Boise State, number 14 Boise State in town. The Cougars and Boise State will get you ready on Countdown to Kickoff at 9 Eastern time, 6 Pacific. Excited to have uh, you, Blaine, and Dave on the field. Spencer, David, Brian Keel will join us. Yeah, excited. And then Carlos swenson them on the sideline. It's going to be fun.
1: And so uh, Think about that. We're going to have two outside backers that played on some really, really good BYU defenses together on set with us. And Maybe we should put
0: Spencer in the middle because they were the outside backers just so they feel yeah, a little more I think that's what we should do. I no think Spencer should? should be in the middle
1: because <laughs> if you put those guys right next to each other, there has to be a Cameron Jensen or a somebody yes. in between and them. Spencer is our Cameron Jensen. To, to keep them separated. You know, pe- People talk to me all the time, and they're like, you know, why do we have so many... Th- like, hey, back in the such-and-such such day, back when your son Kellen was playing, it didn't seem like they, they threw all those underneath throws to the sideline and all that, and I keep going... That's because BYU had two NFL outside linebackers that, that were underneath in coverage. Those guys could cover an unbelievable amount of
0: ground, and, and another cover of a variety of topics. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, yes they, they do. do. So it'll be, it'll be it'll be fun to have those two on set with us. Let's talk about this subject point. So BYU uh, likely to start Baylor Romney unless Jaron Hall suddenly passes concussion protocol, which would be great. And guess what? On countdown to kickoff tomorrow, we will be like an eagle watching those yep. guys warm up. Yeah. Um, if BYU depends on Baylor-Romney to win the game, I don't think BYU wins this game tomorrow. But if BYU can offset that with great defense, get a few more sacks than they have, only five and six games, by the way, which is t- bottom ten worst in the country, execute in the red zone, stop the red just simple stuff, BYU's got a shot, to compete and maybe have a chance in this one. But if it's on Baylor-Romney, I, I, I don't think is going to win this game. Because I don't think, and it's not that he doesn't have the skill to do it at some point in his career. It's the first it's, start. It's the
1: amount of preparation he has had. Not this week. It's the amount of preparation he's had leading up to this in his BYU career. He, he just have, hasn't had enough time to prepare that you can now say, hey, let's just put the game on, on Baylor-Romney. So it, it can't be that. Let's go back to what Danny Sorensen said. Yeah, the defense knew that we had to pick it up when Mahomes went out, right? Mm-hmm. So, so everyone on this football team for BYU needs to have the mentality that the Kansas City Chiefs had last night, and that is, okay, if our number one guy's out, Zach's out, um, we got to pick it up. Hey, if our number two guy is out, and we don't have Hall in there, then we really have to pick it up, right? So defensively, on the defensive side, they got to go. You know what, guys? Somehow we got to help our offense get points. Either we need to have points, pick six, scoop and score, scoop and score. We need to give them short fields. Let's put Baylor Romney in great situations, and then offensively, that line has to go. We got. We can't let this guy get knocked around. We can't let him get hit. We can't. We got to open up holes. We've got to be able to run the football. The running backs have to say we got to get yards. The receivers have to say we have to catch everything. Everybody on this football team, when you get to your number three guy, has to pick their game up a little bit and 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 take him away from having
0: to carry the football game. Because I'm with you. If he has to carry it, BYU doesn't have a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is the voice of the Boise State Broncos, Bob Beeler, returning to BYU Sports Nation. Bob, great to have you back thank you very much looking forward to the game tomorrow well it's a uh, interesting one in that there's some injuries with quarterbacks on both sides Uh, BYU figuring out if Jaron Hall can pass concussion protocol perhaps Baylor Romney the third string is the starter with Zach Wilson out with the thumb injury so that's great on the Boise State side uh, Hank Bachmeyer suffered a hip injury what's the latest with Bachmeyer's status going into tomorrow night
4: well, there really isn't any latest because they don't really discuss injuries, nor do you get a chance to look at practice. So uh, I think you could probably flip a coin as to whether, you know, Hank's going to play or whether it'll be chase. I, I think you'll probably see multiple quarterbacks. We've seen chase play a little bit in every game. So I think I feel pretty good in saying you're probably going to see him at, at some point, if not at the start. So uh Boise state, uh, I think blessed that they have a couple of really good quarterbacks on their team. And, uh, you know, I, I, what I've seen of Chase Court, I've been pretty impressed with. So, you know, it, it would be disappointing if Hank can't play, but I don't think it's the end of the world.
1: What is the difference in the offense, or is there none, Bob? If, if, if Hank can't go and Chase has to carry the whole thing, does the offense change that much, or do they just run the same stuff and is Chase perfectly capable of running this thing?
4: Yeah, I think Chase is capable. I don't think you know. I think they tweak things. I think that like in any situation, you're going to play to the strengths of whoever the quarterback is, so whether it's Bachmeyer, whether it's Cord, or whether it's Henderson. I think you're going to play, you know, call plays that they that they feel comfortable that they've rep. But no, I don't think if if you're just watching the game, sitting in um, you know Chicago, Illinois, watching the game late at night. Yeah, I don't think you're going to think that there's a whole lot of difference to, to Boise State. I mean, it's not like you're going from Hammond, the quarterback at Air Force to uh, Cole McDonald, the quarterback at <laughs> Hawaii and, and the, the types of offenses those two teams run. No, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure it's similar to BYU. I'm sure that, you know, I, I looked at, at the game last week against South Florida and it looks to me like Hall is a lot more comfortable running with the ball than Romney was, at least when he was in there. So, I mean, to me, there are differences, you know, and I think there are differences when running backs are in. I mean, Katoa and Asupo seem to be a little bit different too, just like some of our running backs are different. So I, I think that, you know, in this, in this late in the season with what you've done, you are who you are, and I, I wouldn't think there'd be a whole lot of, you know, it's not like they're going to come out and run the option if one quarterback's in the game.
0: That would be quite a surprise, uh Bob Boise state number fourteen six no surprise, surprise, Boise State undefeated, ranked in the top twenty it's just it just is what it is, but what's the difference with this group versus the last couple of years in your opinion?
4: I think this year the defense might be a little bit better, a little bit stronger than what they've had and and I think they've been you know i mean they basically had to win the marshall game, it was a low scoring game, fourteen to seven um you know. Getting a, a win against a power five. I mean, last year they lost to Oklahoma State. I think it was in week three. This year they beat Florida State in week one. So I would probably say, you know, those two things. I mean, been good. And, and you guys know, I mean, I could make a case that you guys could be 0-6 this year. I could also make a case that you guys could be about 5-1 and as well. So, I mean, a lot of times there's not a lot of margin for error you know, in these games, and certainly with what we've seen in the Boise State BYU games over the past few years, I mean, how many of them have come down in the last play?
1: Yeah, and, and, and you're right. The difference between a magical season and not is just mm-hmm. a few plays through the course of the season. Sure. But they're in a great position right now. And uh, do you feel like this Boise State's, uh, you know, that their group of five spot? And a New Year's Six Bowl is theirs to lose or win here? Are they in the position where if they do what they need to do, they're, they're the team that's going to be representing the New Year's Six?
4: But my answer is yes, and then I will explain it. First of all, you have to win your conference. So if you don't win your conference, it doesn't matter. There's going to be five teams under consideration, and that is it. So if, like last year, Boise State wins a regular season but then loses the playoff game to Fresno, they could be one. They could be 12-0 and in the season, lose the one, and if you don't win the league, you're not even you're not even in the beauty contest to be decided. Boise State is ahead if with what they have left, if they are to run the table, and that is a huge if because two very difficult trips to Utah, this one this week, and then the next to the last week of the season, we got to go to logan um but if they run the table, i don't see anybody else even if they run the table having enough to beat boise state that's my opinion um but if you lose a game like if we were to lose this game. Tomorrow and say win everything else and go something and one, then all of a sudden you're in it. You know, I think if somebody else goes undefeated, they might get it. But if everybody has one loss, then I think, you know, now you're trying to decide whose loss looks the best or the worst, depending on how you want to look at that.
0: How do you uh, feel about this series since these two re upped through 2034? Uh, they'll take a hiatus in 2024, but uh, BYU and Boy State continue for a long time.
4: I like it. I mean, one of the things, it's a close game, meaning close in distance so Boise State fans can get down there BYU fans can get up here Um, I I think you have a lot of you know regional interest in the game I personally would love to see this game earlier in the season Uh, you know maybe like say a week two on a regular basis I think it might have more juice a little bit because once we get into conference it's a little different field than if it is you know up early in the season but no matter whether it's played week one or week 12 uh, I, I think it's a great game. The games have been close. I mean, I'm trying to think of the teams that Boise State plays in the conference, and I don't know that I can come up with more opponents that Boise State has had memorable finishes both for and against than against BYU over the last, you know, eight, nine years. So um I think it's a good rivalry. I think people enjoy it. And, you know, in this day and age, you know, you're trying to get people out, trying to get them to come to the stadium You've got to offer games. You know, If you want to sell tickets, you've got to offer games that the public cares about. And I think the public does care about this one.
0: Absolutely. ESPN2 tomorrow night. Bob, we appreciate mm-hmm. the insight and the time. Thanks, man. we will be looking good. Looking forward to it. Okay, Bob Heeler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. That's right. Hey, coming up, unlike Jason... I'm going to pick. I will, I'm choosing to participate and going for two. I'll tell you my picks for tomorrow's game. And the new football home sideline reporter, you just saw her, Carlos Swenson-Haslam, joins us to discuss football and soccer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Friday, the
1: ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball team hosts San Diego. Watch the match on BYU TV with the coverage beginning at 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific.
0: Yeah, that's tonight. Can't wait. Uh, San Diego just out in the polls, so that's a big-time matchup for BYU. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan. Blaine Fowler, our first show together, I think, in Studio B. I don't think Have we've been, done one before. Well, not I've always where, been gone. Not where we've co-hosted. Yes,
1: that's what I mean. I've been on with you. I don't worry about the other like, guys. I'm not exaggerating, but like seven bazillion times. It's <laughs> We've I've never you, done one before. I've told you a
0: hundred million times not to exaggerate. Yeah, exactly. Let's check out some of today's headlines. Cougars tangle with rival in number 14, Boise State, tomorrow in Provo. Here's quarterback coach Aaron Roderick on the QB Sitch.
5: Might go all the way up to kickoff. It really might, yeah. and I think um, he's he's had enough
3: practice reps in spring and fall when with with uh, Zach being out. That um, if he's ready to go, you know, there's a good chance we'd play him even on, on a few less
5: practice reps. But um, he took took a lot of reps today, so we'll see see how he's feeling.
0: He being Jaron Hall, and that was Wednesday evening after practice. Countdown to kickoff. The only place to watch the Cougars warm up, including Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney and everybody, gets things started. 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, tomorrow night on BYU TV. Daniel Sorensen
1: had two tackles as the Chiefs beat the Broncos 30-6. Mm. After the game, Sorensen told Spencer the defense had to step it up after Patrick Mahomes sustained an injury
2: it's a big um, you know kind of momentum um, game for our defense you know we were able to go out there hold them to six points Um, you know especially with with Pat going down it was kind of on our shoulders to step up
1: and in in that game our uh, our guy BYU alum Andy Reid recorded his 200th victory as a head coach congratulations out to Andy Reid
0: I thought this was a trip just for Jason Shepard to go to a Chiefs game, but they did an interview. They did some work, yeah, actually. That's good. So and, and, and can I
1: call him Daniel? Like, we all call him Daniel, and everybody's calling him Danny. Daniel. Isn't he still Danny Sorensen? Sure. Like, that's Danny, what he was yeah. he said, So this is Carl. From now on, we just go Danny because that's who guys, he is.
0: Yoli yeah. Childs is one of 20 power forwards named to the Carl Malone Award watch list. Carl Malone thinks Carl Malone likes this. Childs averaged 21 points and nearly 10 rebounds a game in his junior season. The Cougars opened the season with Midnight Madness. Which actually isn't at midnight; it's at ten thirty Mountain Time next See, week. But they'll probably go to midnight. And I asked you if you were going to go,
1: and I was thinking it was at midnight, and so I was like, "Absolutely not." But ten thirty, I, I might be. I might be able to do that. Yeah. One, so, hey, number nine BYU women's volleyball host San Diego tonight. The winner of tonight's match will be in sole possession of the WCC lead. Both teams are seven and zero in WCC play. Tonight's match is at nine p.m. Eastern, six p.m. Pacific, and it's on BYU TV.
0: Our next guest is the new home sideline reporter. You, you've you seen her. You love her from women's soccer. She's the analyst. Now she's going to help us out with football on the sideline. Carla Swenson-Haslam. Carla, great to have you in Studio B. How I'm you doing? so
3: glad to be here. It's crazy. I was at BYU for four years playing as a college athlete. Never got the opportunity to be here until after I graduated.
0: Oh, that's too bad. We didn't invite you as a <laughs> no, player. Not to make oh, you no, feel no. guilty or anything. Right. Well, the she's, producer, yeah. She's not that I'm much, bitter or anything. She's a much bigger deal now. She's a and, much bigger deal now. And you haven't left you've been around you're at, you're right. in BYU law school right now so you're, right. A, you're a busy beaver right now yeah
3: yeah I mean that just demonstrates I must have liked my time here at BYU because I decided to come back
0: so women's soccer analysis you've done a couple of games with me that's been really fun or me with you rather subbing in for <laughs> Spencer and this team's great we'll talk about them in a minute but what's your sense of BYU football right now as you make your uh, debut on the sideline tomorrow night
3: you know what I you were talking about it with Blaine how this would be a big win. This would be one of those historical wins that is talked about for a long time. And so I'm hoping for my first game as a sideline reporter for BYU football, that it can be one of those memorable games. My hope is that people will be looking at this film years from now, talking about it with their children and their grandchildren, and that I'll be there somewhere, you know, calling the sideline, doing the the game-winning interview with whoever scores the game-winning touchdown.
0: That would be ideal, right? That would be ideal. And hopefully it's not raining. We got the worst weather possible probably for your first game. Did you get one of the new big BYU? I did. I did.
3: The only thing is I Five feet tall, and so these jackets just like encompass yeah, I'm, me. I'm a I, blue BYU TV snowman. I'm not a little, I'm not
1: little. That thing is huge, yes. but huge is good because we're gonna layer up tomorrow night and everything's everything's gonna be fine. So, we're, we're really excited to have you working with us uh, tomorrow night. For those of those that don't know, because you haven't been on the show with us, tell us a little bit about your background, your upbringing. You know, you, you didn't just yeah. grow up here in the United States, so folks know as they're watching you tomorrow night, they know a little bit about you.
3: Yeah, yeah, so I. I, to be honest, didn't grow up a BYU fan. In fact, I grew up going to Rice eccles Stadium. Yikes! To watch the Utes play. My father's a U of U graduate. I mean, like we bled, we bled red. Like we were all about making fun of the the coo- the Zoobies, the Cougs, the Boogers. We had all the nicknames for them. <laughs> I love and, making fun of the Zubies. Right, and so and and so you know, I never thought that I would end up going to BYU. But I played soccer growing up. And the time started come where I was looking at playing at the collegiate level. I was starting to play with the U twenty Colombian women's national team. I'm Colombian, so spent some time in my teenage years in Colombia. In Cali uh, is the city where my family's from. Uh, and as I started approaching the college college game, you know BYU women's soccer always consistently one of the top teams in the country. It was close to home. Uh, I was a member, I'm a member of the church. And so all of these things kind of added up, thinking, oh my heavens, I may end up going to BYU. And that's exactly what ended up happening. I actually ended up being very close to committing to Boise State. Oh, oh, so, oh so timely. So timely that this would be my first game uh, as a sideline reporter is against Boise State. But ended up being so thrilled with the offer to come play uh, for BYU, played under Jennifer Rockwood, and just graduated. I graduated in 2018. And like I said, had a wonderful experience. And now, you can rest in peace because now I bleed blue. Yes. Now, now I am a BYU fan. I've been converted.
0: Yeah, you made me mildly nervous for a second. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Wait a minute! No, I mean, they, hey, they're, the Wilson family, Zach Wilson's family, converts. You know, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they had to come
1: on over. They came so, over in a big hurry, though. They're they're just all BYU now. Yeah, which yeah. Is, which is awesome. So, like
3: yeah. I said, I came back, so I must have enjoyed yeah. my time here. And I'm obviously calling for the the, the women's the BYU women's soccer team, and it's. It's been a strange turn of events, but I've absolutely loved every step of it.
0: What storylines stick out to you going into tomorrow night's game with Boise State?
3: I think you guys had mentioned earlier the QB. I mean, the QB is the glue. It's the playmaker. And the fact that we're going to be looking to someone who we haven't seen that many reps, we haven't seen too often, Romney, most likely. Obviously, tomorrow, that's going to be part of my job is to help you guys, to help the fans kind of get an idea of who's warming up and what they're doing. And so I think that's the biggest storyline is we have a a new QB coming in and playing against a really talented ranked team. So I think that's the biggest one. I also think the cold is going to play some sort of role in this game. I mean, I think back to when I was playing, you know, soccer, the cold does affect how you play. And it affects, too, if you're in football when you're taking breaks between plays. Like, how do you keep warm? How do you stay focused when you're freezing cold? And so I do think that's going to that's gonna play an element. And that being said you know, BYU's opponent is a team that also plays in cold weather. So it's not as advantageous for BYU as I think it would be if they were playing against some Florida teams. But that being said, I think those are going to kind of be the two big headlines that we're going to be looking for on Saturday's match.
1: Very cool. Let's turn the page to soccer a little bit. Women's soccer ranked fifth in the country. Um, They host St. Mary's tonight. They're off to this incredible start. Yes. First, so what makes this team so special? And is this a team capable— of winning a national championship this year?
3: Oh, that's a great question. That's a great question. So I'll answer your first one first. the thing that makes BYU, I think, so dangerous is that their defense gets into the attack. You don't see that very often in the college game. You start to see that more at the professional level. But at the college game, you never see your wings, your defensive wings, getting into the attack. I've told Jeremy before, and you'll hear it if you listen to the broadcast, like soccer is nothing but a game of – it's a numbers game. It's a game of numbers and it's a game of space. And everyone kind of has their mark. Everyone knows who they're in charge of. But the minute you bring your defensive wings into the attack – All of that gets disrupted. Suddenly you have defenders having to make two marks. Suddenly that means they're having to leave someone. That leaves Elise Flake and Cameron Tucker open in the center of the field, which if you're playing against BYU, you never want. And so I think that is what is making this team so successful and why they're having so many goals and so many opportunities is they're just bringing far more numbers up than I think their opponents are ready for.
0: They've been really fun to watch. Looking forward to seeing kind of what they can do the rest of the season. Yeah. Could this be the first Final Four team in BYU women's soccer? Game? Hey, I want. Let's go all the way. Let's just get a national.
3: Why not? Why not? Let's right? go
1: get one. I feel, they're capable, right?
3: Oh, of course. It, you know, I at, love th- it. at this level, everyone is so talented. Like all it takes is that little bit extra focus, those little extra details to go all the way.
0: You love know. It. You know what? Let's give you the player treatment. Um, let's have you sign the flag because you've never been here. And now you're, you're part what of us. What an honor. And let's give you, I'm in the uh, I'm I'm in, the the in club,
3: the it club.
0: Now, now you're in. Okay. All so right. go ahead. Can yeah. you reach up by me? I don't think you can reach
3: Very up. Very funny, Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. I'll sign right. All right. It's Thanks, Hey, awesome, Coming up, two more former Cougars found themselves picked in the XFL draft. We'll tell you who. And why is it that linemen don't wear sleeves in cold weather? My conversation with center James Empey is after the break. This is BYU Sports
2: Nation. Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
1: If you can't watch or listen to BYU Sports Nation live at noon Eastern, fear not. Download the podcast on iTunes, Tune in, or Google Play and enjoy on demand. While you're there, subscribe, rate, and review BYU Sports Nation wherever you get your podcast. So Do it. it's Do out it. there.
0: Do it. Welcome back there. to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jerem Jordan. He's Blaine Fowler. Great show so far. More to come. This is our question of the day. Besides a victory, what improvements do you want to see out of BYU football tomorrow versus Boise State? we on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. At the casual hippie on Twitter. What? a casual hippie? It's... It, who said the other day, I think, aren't all hippies casual? Yes, they are. I want to see. He's, he's a really strict hippie. No. Yes. I want to see the defense getting stops and giving the offense good field position. If we win field position, we win the game. You brought it up in our pre-production meeting Wednesday. Yes. Gregor Bell tweeted this. The last two seasons, so 18 and 19, BYU is 9 0 when winning average starting field position and 0 10 when losing. That's it's that a, simple.
1: That's the most predictive stat that we've seen in years. Like, when we went through that in our production Crazy. meeting for tomorrow, I was like, okay, then they better win field position. They win it. We'll, so this guy's right. We'll keep an eye on Casual it. hippie, he's not so casual. He's doing his research. <laughs> he all knows right?
0: what's going on. Or she. I believe it's a he. Yeah, that's right. Last season, James Empey was a freshman All-American, started all 13 games for the Cougars after a redshirt season, son of Mike. We love Mike. This year, Empey anchors an, uh, an offensive line that's banged up going into a big game with Boise State. And here's my one-on-one conversation in English with the sophomore center. All right, let's talk about uh, this big game with Boise State. So, um, always, well, do you think it's easier to flush out a bad loss with
5: a compelling opponent like Boise State? Um. I think, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's cool to to flesh out a loss with a good opponent. It's cool to flesh out a loss with with anybody, and just to get back to work, uh, regardless of who your opponent is, and and just being able to get back to work that next week. I think that I think that does the trick, regardless of of who's coming in to town. However, I mean Boise State, they're a great team, and we're excited to play them, and and uh, uh, we're we're just really excited and and uh, working hard, getting ready for Saturday. Certainly,
0: the quarterback position—the one discussed the most—Jaron Hall trying to pass concussion protocol. Baylor Romney showed well in the two series. Um, how do you? How do you and the offensive line feel about whomever is back there?
5: Um, I mean, whoever's back there, we're going to try and do our job the best we can, uh, regardless of of whoever it is. Um, and I mean, Jaron and Baylor—they they both um, have been playing great. Uh, played great last week. Played great um, in in practice so far, and and uh, just whoever's whoever's in we're we're gonna do do uh do our job and and a lot of times honestly like in practice they'll be rotating in and out and and you don't even notice so it's almost like it just doesn't even skip a beat and and everybody's still doing their job so uh we're we're super confident in whoever whoever shows up to play on saturday
0: so there are times in practice after a play where you will have snapped and blocked and then you turn and go oh it's a different guy
5: yep <laughs> actually, you don't even really notice until you're watching the film because it, that's what I'm saying I mean we just're you're, you're so dialed in on your job that um and the team is is close um and, and tighten it in, in in a way so like um, when you're when you're that focused it just you don't even notice you're just focused on on getting the job done and and uh onto the next play.
0: Literally next man up in that situation. Uh, literally. He's just back there. Shuffle him in, everybody. Yeah. Um, if I was back there, I, th- I feel like you'd notice. But uh, that's another topic for another day. Um, let's talk about the, uh, what Baylor Romney brings to the table. What are some of the skills that you see in him that perhaps Cougar Nation
5: could see Saturday? Um, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know a lot about quarterbacks, so I, I, can't, I can't break him down for you. But I just, he, he's got a, a cool and calm personality. He's um, He's always chill. Um, so he, he kind of brings that calm presence, but he'll he'll get you going, and and uh, you you feel his you feel his presence on the field um, uh, all the time. And so um, it's cool to it's cool to have him back there. He's a great 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 friend uh, as well as a great player. So we're just excited for him.
0: How are he and Gunnar different?
5: Um, honestly, they're they're both kind of the same. They kind of have a, a chill and calm personality, like I was saying. Um, so I don't I don't know what to tell you. You'd have to hang out with them and, and figure it out.
0: How do you feel about Boise State? Because this one is one of the three stated rivals. Uh, this is a game where they're typically ranked national TV. Last year came down to the wire. Uh, how do you feel about the Broncos? Uh,
5: like, like I said earlier, I, th- I think they're a great team. Um, they're, they're playing well this season. Um, they have a really, really tough defense. Uh, they fly around. They play really hard, and, and we're excited to match up with them. Um, you know, it's it's always fun to play a great opponent, uh, have a top fifteen team come to your house, and and so we're we're just uh, excited and getting ready for Saturday. One
0: thing this team hasn't lacked offensively is getting to the red zone. Certainly, trying to cash in on touchdowns is is important there. What is this team focused on this week to be better at that?
5: Um, just focus on finishing drives. I mean, you know, getting down there and and capitalizing on it. We're just um, focused on on keeping the focus, you know, and and being able to just. Uh, have the will to finish those drives and, and get points on the board. It feels like
0: it's been forever since the USC game, a home game, a ranked team, a big win on national TV. That's the stage we're at here. What does it mean to be back at home for the first time in, I think, three actual weeks and two games?
5: Oh, it's, we love playing at home. Lavelle Edwards Stadium is is one of the greatest atmospheres in, in college football, and, and uh, uh, Cougar fans are amazing, and, and we're just so excited to, to be back at home and having another game. This team's 2-4, and four, but the margins
0: have been tied a couple of throws into the end zone. How have uh, you and the guys kept the
5: the energy high and good as you have plenty of uh, games left to play this season? I mean, it, it's just taking them one at a time, uh, taking them one game at a time and being able to bounce back from the last one, uh, whether good or bad. And, and uh, I think uh, just the fact that we've got a lot of guys on the team that, that want to compete and want to win and, and that play really hard. Um, just just having all those personalities that when when we're when it's uh, another opportunity we're ready to go and we're excited so uh the energy the energy's there and and we're we're getting ready for saturday
0: everyone has injuries it seems like the line's a little bit banged up how's the group holding up right now
5: oh we're holding up okay and, and like you mentioned earlier a little bit is like next man up um injuries are part of football and sometimes you're lucky you don't have that many sometimes you're unlucky and you have a bunch and and uh but there's always some every year, so uh injuries are just a part of it and uh but the group's holding up well there's there's guys that are ready to to step in and compete and and the guys that are injured are are doing their best to get to get healthy again, so um just everybody's good everybody's ready to go.
0: Do you like playing in uh potentially cold and wet weather Saturday could be that
5: yeah, I heard that it, I heard it could snow even right that's I mean that's exciting boo it's
0: exciting let's let's
5: go love it yeah, whatever weather let's play.
0: As an O-lineman, do you prefer if it's a little sloppy where maybe you can insert yourself a little more or dry conditions more ideal?
5: Uh, If if I'm being honest with you, I've never really really thought of the advantages or disadvantages because it's just something you can't control. So whatever the weather is on Saturday, we'll be ready to play football in it. Are you a no-sleeves
0: guy in that situation?
5: Always no sleeves, man. <laughs> Always no sleeves. O-line doesn't wear sleeves.
0: J.J. and Wigway said a couple years ago in Logan, uh, on the stock issue this week, he said, yeah, when I was playing O-line, they said, yeah, no sleeves. And I was like, you must be talking to someone else, right? <laughs> so it's, everyone has to do it regardless of whether they're on board, right? Um, I, th- I think so. <laughs>
5: okay, well. I I, it's, a, it's kind of an unspoken rule. Mm. It's kind of like unwritten, unspoken, but linemen don't wear sleeves, so.
0: Linemen don't wear sleeves. Okay. Good luck. Let's give it the BYU Sports Nation karma and have fun Saturday night.
5: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay. No sleeves for the linemen. James Empey. Uh, so there, it's, talking about
5: it. it's overrated because
1: the way they <laughs> these guys do this now is – I can't remember the name of this stuff. I'll have to ask Gavin. You put some stuff, it's like icy hot on your arms, and, and then, then you put Vaseline, gotcha. you let the Vaseline dry, the okay. water doesn't get on you, your arms feel warm, it's overrated. It. These guys are not as tough as you think they are.
0: Okay, time for going for two picks. Brought to you by Bodyguards, protection for a life worth living. Learn more at Bodyguards.com.
2: Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, we picked two. I'm up 8-3 currently. Spence's
0: picks. Pick one. BYU give up more passing yards than rushing yards versus Boise. BYU is giving up a 224 on the ground. 188 pass right now. Pick two. The game will be determined by eight or fewer points. Right now the line's seven, but the I,
1: way. And, and these aren't supposed to be crazy things because those... Those Spencers well, both depend. seem pretty legit, yeah. right?
0: Okay, here's my picks. You're not going to like them if you're a BYU fan. I think Boise State will cover. I think this is a game BYU could improve, but I think Boise State will win by 8+. plus. And then BYU will rush for fewer than 150. I think a banged-up O-line, banged-up running backs a little bit. BYU will have to rely on the defense and perhaps go through the air. Interesting. Averaging 121 yards a game. Which is not
1: say, good. Yeah, no. Okay, so, so here's my— You're going to pick. I'm, picking. I'm not used to this. I don't know why Shep doesn't pick. I know. I keep asking him to pick. Let's okay, go. I'm picking. So here we go. My pick one is is going to have three or more sacks. Ooh. I feel like what Kalani's talking about, I'm going to be involved. If Kalani's involved, they're going to bring it. They're going to bring people. We're going to see blitzes. Keep in mind they've had five the entire season. In six games, that's bad. Right. So, so they're going to have three sacks in this ballgame. So mark that one down for sure. And and then pick hundred percent red zone scoring, meaning they'll either get a field goal or a touchdown. Yep. But here's the bigger thing. I think they're going to have a 50% touchdown so fifty percent of time be will be touchdowns if they can do that. Right th- then I like their chances. I really like their chances if they do. So, okay, what's coming up? Oh, okay, coming up, what award watch list did Yoli Childs find himself
0: on? And why is life rough for one former Cougar defensive lineman? That could go for a lot of them. This is BYU Sports Day. <laughs>
2: this segment brought to you by Bodyguards Protection for a life worth living.
0: To today's guests, Bob Beeler, Carlos Swenson Haslam, and James Epping. The show is on demand via
1: podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it.
0: It's time for the Cougar whip around. Cougars in the NFL. Daniel Sorensen had two tackles and a thirty to six Chiefs win over the Broncos. The 200th win for coach Andy Reid, congrats. Jamal Williams and the Packers, by the way, host the Raiders on Saturday.
2: Football.
1: Former BYU defensive lineman Handsome Tanielu was selected by the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL draft, and wide receiver Colby Pearson was selected by the New York Guardians in the
0: open portion of the XFL draft. Okay. Cougars in the NBA. Utah Jazz waved Kyle Collinsworth. KC didn't play any of exhibition game with the Jazz, but Collinsworth will still play with the G League affiliate Salt Lake City Stars. Jimmer. Jimmer had nine points
1: in 18 minutes, in Panthena... Pan- Panathinaikos.
0: Panathanikos, yeah. 79 yeah.
1: 78. That's tough for me every time. 79 78 loss. Fredette was three for seven from the field, missing all three three point attempts. What? I know. That makes sense. Basketball.
0: Yoli Childs is one of 20 players on the Carmelan watch list for best power forward. Soccer. Number five, Brigham hosts St. Mary's tonight. Volleyball Number nine women's volleyball hosts West Coast Conference uh, co-leaders San Diego tonight, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific on BYU TV. Big match. Swimming and diving. Men's
1: and women's swimming and diving will host Colorado Mesa today at 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 Pacific in the Richards Building.
0: Cross country. Number two men's and number two women's cross country compete in pre-nationals. The invitational tomorrow in Terre Haute, Indiana. Tennis. I'll do this one. Do then. this so one, because the name. You know the names. Mateos Fajeda lechi Sean Hill, Mateo Vero, Melendez, and Sam Tullis all advanced to the round of 16 at the ITA Regional Championship in Denver. Don't worry. I for Wildcat. When we were I talking like, like Jeremy. please get that.
1: <laughs> you got to get this for me.
0: All right, time for some rise and shout-outs. Who gets it? My rise and
1: shout-out goes out to Kellen Fowler, Corby Hotchis, Scotty Johnson. The three roommates, three starters in the secondary together at BYU when they were awesome on defense, all went out to dinner with me last night. I just loved listening to those guys reminisce. Did you pay for it, or was it every man for himself? Every man for himself. Oh, nice. Those guys
0: have jobs, (laughs) man. Those guys have jobs. (laughs) Tough, tough dudes, I'll tell you that. Mine goes to Cougar Athletics. Right now, with men's golf in the top five, five teams in the top ten. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. Cross country, both men and women, number two. Women's soccer, five. Men's golf, five. Women's volleyball, nine, which you can watch tonight on BYU TV. The elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. What do you want to see improved? At Kiwi Jackman, I'd like to see a strong fourth quarter finish. Make sure we have some gas in the tank for a complete game of football. Absolutely, I love it.
1: Hey, the conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag... Byusn.
0: Sorry to Dennis. Better no time, bro. For Blaine, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Greg, uh, Paul Crawford. See you tonight, nine Eastern. Number nine women's volleyball against San Diego. Go Cougs!